Welcome to the Other Kingdom Podcast. Join Fred Betcher, Aaron Colago, and Levi Ellerton as they explore ministry and discipleship through the lens of the kingdom. This is season one. I'm a pilgrim here on the side of the grave, What's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Other Kingdom, a podcast by North Point College. It's me again, Levi Ellerton, the recruitment coordinator at North Point, and I'm joined, as always, with some incredible people. In front of me, Pastor Aaron Clago. Hello, my friends. Hello, hello. And to the left of me, the pastor, Fred Betcher third. FB3. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, the man. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and as always, it's really great to do the podcast with you guys. Lovely time I say that like every time, and so people probably skip the intro, but that's fine. Don't skip it, guys. It's all true. Yeah. It, it yeah. is true. We have we inside jokes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or, or not. No, we do. Okay. It's good. That's true. Yeah. So today on, on this episode of the podcast, we really want to talk about the kingdom and opposition. Yeah. And what do we mean when we actually say that? Um, when we say opposition, are we talking about something that's like in the spiritual world right we're we talking about maybe being persecuted are we talking about maybe people that we see as evil mm-hmm. that are around the world and that what are we supposed to do how we respond to that or as we're following god's call in our life we actually find ourselves in a desert place or in the prison kind of like joseph yeah. and that is opposing maybe what we believe is you know um what god wants for our lives and so um yeah, so guys, what do what do we want to start with? Like, how could we define opposition when it comes to uh, looking at ministry through the lens of the kingdom of God? So like, is it a human thing or a spiritual thing? Yeah, I mean, I think we we're chatting about it as almost both and, right? We know that there is a real kingdom of darkness, and mm-hmm. we know that there is a devil who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Um, and we, we also know that. There are fellow image bearers who can make our lives really, really hard and can be malicious and that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I think as we were talking, it almost seems like it's a both and, right? Like yeah. there is a kingdom of darkness. There is spiritual opposition. That's not a joke. That's real. And then there are times in ministry or even just in life where people feel like spiritual opposition when maybe they're, they're, they're broken, mm-hmm. broken people. Yeah. That's definitely something that I think we have to navigate with care um, because it's going to be really easy to just throw somebody right. off and be like, oh, they're the enemy and we need to beat them up and kick them out and for, for the kingdom of God to grow. Uh, but I don't know if that's the way of Jesus and I actually don't know if that's the kingdom way of doing things. Right. I mean, the reality is even when we experience opposition from people, whether they're being used by the enemy or not, they're image bears yeah. made in the image of God and he loves them even as they may be sinning, even as they may be hurting others. And that doesn't mean we don't confront. That doesn't mean we don't speak truth to people, but it doesn't turn them into, you know, just this category of they're an enemy. They're an image bearer. I think yeah. that's a really important um, distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that scripture tells us that yeah we're gonna have opposition i would say in ministry 
we probably should expect that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Expect opposition. John 10.10 10 talks about the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Ephesians right. 6.12 talks about that we don't just wrestle against flesh and blood. Right. And so there is a spiritual dynamic and there is this uh, human interaction. Um, but I know that as we were talking, we were we were thinking of like the story of Joseph as like something right. that will help us kind of maybe walk through opposition. Because there's things that happen that um, seems like just evil humans and then there's also spiritual parts of that story where you're like what in the world how mm-hmm. how does this happening if, if god's like working in his life and so right. um let's just walk through that story for a little bit well and it's it's interesting to see that kind of starts with the spiritual revelation for joseph where he has this dream and shares it with his family and right i mean you think that would be like all right yeah like we're a celebration we're a great family yeah. like yeah. we're talking about spiritual things yeah. and it actually co- is a source of conflict for us <laughs> hey bros you're gonna bow to me <laughs> yeah. and maybe maybe he didn't present it in the best way but maybe he was just like really we don't know you know but either way it is a source of conflict so in much so division. that his brothers like want to kill him they throw him in a pit and one of his brothers like yeah i don't know let's not do that Let's just sell him into slavery, right? Let's traffic him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, like, you know, uh, immediately you see this this opposition being between him and his brothers, um, which is flesh and blood. But it, it would seem that there's also, like, the intent of their heart. You know, maybe there is the spiritual side to it to that um their motives and that type of thing but anyway sold into slavery goes into the house of potiphar and um is like kind of rises in that that situation so you know less opposition things are starting to look up and then he has uh he has the incident with uh, potiphar's wife which leads to an accusation and um, and then he's sent to prison because of that. Right. And I mean, promotion, demotion, promotion, demotion. And I can only imagine that that felt like such a um, a huge conflict for Joseph. If you had this dream that you were supposed to be this. Right. And then that every time it's, you start getting to that place, you know, right back down. Um, so he rises in the prison in his responsibilities and stuff like that and interprets a dream for the, the two other prisoners. And one of them gets released back into the house, into Pharaoh's service. And on the way out, Joseph's like, Hey, don't forget about me. And the guy totally forgets about him. And it's several years before that he man. ends up going. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten important things in my life. Sorry. Just connecting with that prisoner. Right. And can you, <laughs> it's almost humorous to think of, of the, <laughs> Like, I should not go that direction at all. <laughs> but it's funny to think of him and be like, oh, crap, I forgot about Joseph like four years ago. Anyway, so then the the guy, the former prisoner mentions Joseph to Pharaoh, and he interprets the dream for Pharaoh, and then he gets put like second in command of all of Egypt. And then as he's gotten to this success um, and the position that was in his dream years and years before that, uh, he hasn't run in again with his family, with his brothers. 
And I think this is where we, we kind of want to wrap that whole story up and show Joseph's response yeah. to all the opposition that he faced. Right. Yeah, because, it, I mean, we know the end of the story, but how would like a worldly outlook of op- opposition look like? As Joseph, um, if if my family came back to me, I wasn't a part of the kingdom of God, I don't know, and they're like, oh, like, we're in need. You almost just want to be like, like, look at me, like, I, and, and you almost want to like do something in return of that opposition because of they, the way they treated you, and yet that's not the kingdom lens. It's not how we do things, right? I think it's really, really interesting because, you know, as a as we look at the other kingdom and we look at the the sort of the operating way of of how the world works we can often call that the empire and in an empire moment right with joseph's brothers in a place of vulnerability in a place of need this is the same type of place joseph found himself sitting right when they when they when they uh tossed him in the bottom of a well right Mm -hmm. when he found himself sitting in prison forgotten potiphar's wife these places of vulnerability and often when we f- find those ourselves in these moments of vulnerability, we vow to ourselves, I will never be in this place again. Mm-hmm. And it hardens our heart mm-hmm. and it pushes us towards responses the way the empire responds. And in the empire, right? Oh, if, if this person's in a, in a place of vulnerability, done and done, I can have my revenge, right? Yeah. Um, and, and maybe we would even say, no, it's just a natural consequence or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is... The kingdom shapes our hearts, and when we see someone else in a place of vulnerability, we're moved to compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so then in uh, Genesis 50, verse 15, uh, this is after uh, Joseph and his brother's father dies, which would be Jacob. That's right, isn't it? It's his dad, yeah. (laughs) Yep. I think he goes by Israel. He's an Israel guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wrestles with God. Right. He's like a little grappler. Change. He gets him into a headlock. <laughs> so in Genesis 50, verse 15, uh, after uh, Jacob dies, Joseph's brothers, this is what it says. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. (laughs) This is wonderful. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, do not fear for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Mm. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And that to me is like, is very essentially like the response of the kingdom in the position of having, you know, opposition right and having had evil done to you right right and it doesn't seem i don't know you can push back on this if you feel like it but it doesn't seem to make a distinction as to whether it was spiritual opposition 
or it was just really dysfunctional family conflict, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And because, you know, despite that type of distinction, it doesn't seem to change the way Joseph responds, right? Like his response isn't even really predicated by what type of opposition he's receiving. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Right. Yeah, I think in our, and in, in maybe, maybe this is me in my context, but when I have opposition in my life, you know, from people, or like there's people in my life who, who push back right. and who maybe are doing it in an unhealthy way. Right. It can be really easy for me just to disregard them and say, well, this is like, they're spiritually evil and I just need to. Yeah. Like conquer that and i just need to beat them in this game and overcome right and right. the kingdom's actually like no they're they're a brother and sister in christ right. and you need to go to them because you need to win the brother like matthew 18 like mm. you need to win them as a, not as in like a conquering like cut mm -mm. their head off like mm -mm. none of that there's something more to it which is just a completely puts the world upside down when when G, even when jesus came and they thought the Jews thought, well, this is going to be this military leader and he's going to like take out Rome and he's going to win the day. And he actually came with a completely different idea. And I know we probably say this weekly, but like they thought he'd be, uh, you know, riding into the city on this massive horse maybe, but he comes on a donkey yes. and like, and he like sits with people and he heals the, the sick and, and he even, he probably would treat like more harshly the religious people than the people who, are not religious um, to God of of the Jewish people, but that's that's just kind of the way that I look at things is through Jesus and how He brought yeah. the kingdom, and He didn't just do it by well, all these people are wrong and I need to conquer them, but it was like no, I need to win them towards God because this is the way, this is how we do things. Mm -hmm. We turn the cheek and, yes. and we, and, and it's just the beatitudes, I think. So yeah. So how do we like? So we've kind of established that opposition can come from physical realities, but we also have established that there's spiritual reality. You know, we know that that's happening. Um, it's valid. And, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, wh what does that look like then as the, um, the complete person operating in the kingdom? What does it mean to respond to opposition as a citizen of the other kingdom? Yeah. I think that's a great question. That's a fantastic question. Did you write that question, Levi? No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> or you just pulled that out. You're shooting from the hip. and we're like. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think that all of us would like to say, man, I would turn the other cheek and, and that would just naturally flow from who I am. Sure. Um, and and I, I honestly think that in order to do that, mm -hmm. to allow the the fruits of the spirit to be in operation when you are under stress and conflict, because stress, mm -hmm. conflict, it's, it has a way of twisting us. So what is inside of us comes out. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yes. this, it's, I don't know, it's the awful truth for myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And in order to work against almost my natural way of being, it has to be the spirit of God who is 
actively and I'm actively pursuing him as he's transforming me so that I'm not just white knuckling good behavior. Like, Oh, this is a fellow image bear and I don't want to torch him. You know what I mean? But I actually want to love them. Well, hear their point, be honest, be direct. And let's find each other's hearts in this instead of, I want to beat them into submission so they will follow my vision and our church will be amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is yeah. an image bear. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. image bears can be silly and sometimes yeah. they can be hurtful. And I don't think that I don't think any of us are sitting here advocating saying like, "Oh, don't don't handle it directly." Right. But I think it is the motivation and the way that we go about handling it that demonstrates the other kingdom. Yes. Even in conflict. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I love how you like I, I totally agree that it's participation participation in the spirit uh, like w- we could really try to forgive someone on our own strength yeah and we're probably going to be like michael scott in the office where we do it and then just like <laughs> expect something in return right like to, uh, he right. like dwight backstabs him and if you're not an office fan i'm sorry <laughs> he's perfect. like he's like i forgive you but do my laundry for a year right that's, and that, right. It, like that's like the human that's exactly ten- like right. we won't be able to f- actually forgive someone unless we we i would say walk in the spirit amen i agree and and so, like, you're you're totally right, Aaron, because I'm just kind of You're totally right, you're, Levi. <laughs> you're totally <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Thank you. But no, I, I really do think it's genuine forgiveness, genuine patience, genuine, it, it comes out of walking in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, are, so are we saying then that that, are you, are you saying that that is, that's the fight? So, the fight is like we have to intentionally not see this fellow image bearer as where the fight is. Mm. Like that's not, that is not the fight. You're not the fight. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that is the deal. I think that's the deal. This is a fellow image bearer. We're not advocating that we don't move directly towards or engaging. in truth right in truth because it is through community that we also experience health and wholeness by mm-hmm. the spirit of god right so it's it, i don't think that we're trying to say like hey just love them really well and problems will magically go away that's not the truth yeah i think it's the the motivation and the way we go about doing it and the way we choose to see that person who's kind of maybe behaving like a pebble in uh-huh. our shoe or a rock in our shoe right yeah they're an image bear they're yeah. not a pebble right and I actually have something that I can learn from this. And I think if I don't move towards them in love as a fellow image bearer with compassion, I will crush and dominate them. And that is the way mm-hmm. the empire moves. Mm-hmm. And even if I think it's for this greater vision, right? Even if it's for my ministry vision, I would say Jesus accomplished a lot. And I don't really see him crushing and dominating people. Mm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, there's not a lot of stories of... I think the temple is probably like one of those biggest stories where he like dominated and it yeah. was because it was truth. It was a truth action. It been like, but yeah, I, I don't think it's. Well, it was also, it was very uh, telling of the way that they saw God and the way they were presenting kind of the image of God. As, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, we could dive into the world well, for so long. Well, I was just <laughs> yeah. going to say, I think that, you know, Jesus 
flipping tables, people will often say like, well, Jesus flipped tables, so I'm going to get righteously angry. Well, none of us are Jesus. <laughs> so I just want to caution folks before yeah. we apply that to some of our behaviors. Yeah. Um, because I have heard a lot of people claim, well, I'm flipping tables like Jesus in my righteous indignation. And they have created wounds in people uh-huh. that don't ever quite get healed because you're unwilling to take responsibility for your angry outburst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you put, Ooh. you know, uh, a spiritual band-aid on it. That'd be great if I could tell Macy if we got in a fight that, well, God, you know, God flipped tables. I don't recommend that tables for you. I can Levi, yell. I can do I that. I really don't. <laughs> no? No. I'll start a, a, a marriage podcast. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> Called Flipping Tables. Flipping. <laughs> <laughs> and taking numbers. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think back to your original point or your, your kind of direction, Fred, is I, yeah, I don't think it's it's the person in front of us. And because they are an image bearer yes and they are someone who deserves to be loved deserves to be respected and that like aaron you've said multiple times it doesn't mean that we just kind of forget about truth and don't talk to them directly but yeah there's someone who can be one for jesus not one for my like uh, however i look at winning that person yeah mm-hmm. but they're one to be loved and one to know what relationship with christ actually looks like and and i actually just want to say probably some of the most formative times in my life was when someone a brother or sister in the lord I, i'm going to use the word confront but it wasn't violent confronting but because they loved me and because they cared for me they were willing to have hard conversations with me and even though it was a really really hard conversation i came away feeling loved and cared for and valued i did not come away feeling shamed or ridiculed in Mm -hmm. fact i felt the presence of god in a confrontation and it changed my life do you know what i mean and i think that for me that's that's the kind of that's the kind of person I want to be. I want someone to experience the kingdom even when they're in conflict with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's a huge thing because, yeah, worldly conflict and con- the way we do conflict if we aren't a part of the kingdom or maybe in the kingdom but not acting a part of the a citizen of the kingdom, it could look really different. Yeah. It could look... Yeah. I would say that that person who was willing to have that conversation with me wasn't coming in there to win. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Winning to them would be me experiencing their heart of love and the truth in that love. And then it, it wasn't like, I, how can I crush and dominate Aaron into yeah. hearing me? They loved me in the truth, and I was actually able to become vulnerable and self-reflective and self-aware. And I felt the Spirit of God go, see, Aaron, this is an area that needs to be healed and refined. Oh, that's good. And that, that to me, that only happens because of the spirit of God and us pursuing the kingdom ways and not operating with the empire ways. Yeah, absolutely. If I can throw another question into the room, and maybe this is, this is I don't know if you guys prepared for it or not, but better buckle up. You're a wild cat. I don't <laughs> um, know. So, we, I mean, we also wrestle against more than just flesh and blood. Right. And I know that people are dealing with more than just like just being a human like right or just like a confrontation between another person yeah so how do we how do we maybe this might be a question that is unknown but how do we number one gauge when we're under maybe a spiritual attack or a spiritual Mm. opposition and number two what do we do when what do we do when that happens like Mm. like i'm pretty sure like uh if you know we're under opposition that 
isn't from a physical person who's with us, it, like our approach might be a little different. And that might be a really bad question, but I just... No, I, mean, I don't think it's a bad question. I think it's a real question. Mm-hmm. I think that the reality of spiritual attacks is not something that we can just like relegate and just be like, no, it's not, it's not a real thing. It's a real thing. And I think trying to make that distinction is important. I think that we're still, you know, when I think back and I look at spiritual attacks, we, the, the weapons, if you will, right, of, that were used... We're not we're not the weapons of this world even still. It was still the way of the kingdom. It was still it was prayer, and it was fasting, and it was getting the voice of the Lord, Lord, because He is Scripture. present to us. Yeah, He is present to us. He doesn't leave us, yeah. and He wants to give strategy. He wants to walk through it with us. And so I would say that it didn't necessarily change the tools per se. We still are turning to our source. And I would say even the person who I think was, you know, may have been being used in the spiritual attack type situation, we still love that person. Mm-hmm. And we still called out the behavior. Do you know what I mean? And it was still out of yeah. a place of love and compassion. And I saw that the hand of God just started moving on our behalf. And, he, and God gave us strategy and how it, like literally every step showed us what the next step was. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting also to think about it maybe from the perspective of like sometimes somebody is confronting you because they're under spiritual attack maybe like you're you're receiving that opposition from another human flesh and blood because of the opposition the spiritual opposition that they're facing in their life and it's kind of just spilling over into their relationships and the way that they treat other people um and i think maybe it also is a a call for us to be able to recognize that spiritual opposition in somebody else to see how we can come alongside them Mm -hmm. and maybe help bear their burdens or be the gentle response of the spirit that helps um, maybe turn somebody else's spiritual Mm -hmm. opposition um, and thus alleviating some of the, (laughs) the the spirit, the um, how do you, how do you say it? (laughs) The overflow spiritual yeah, opposition, yeah. Um, like being able to to represent, um, being sensitive to the Holy to this, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit enough that you recognize um, spiritual attacks maybe in somebody else's life too. Yeah, and I think I think that's really good, Fred, because I think it in in doing that we we honor that they are image bearers as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We're not triggered mm-hmm. and we're not like, oh, we got to take them down. We got a mm-hmm. rogue. Y- you know what I mean? Like we honor mm-hmm. that they are image bearers as well. And maybe they are not um, listening to the right voice. Maybe, maybe yeah. they don't know. Maybe, yeah. but we still see them as fellow image bearers right. who are loved by God. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And yeah. And then, yeah, I I think frame maybe if like another thing is just like do your best. And I asked the question, but maybe I can <laughs> dive into it more. But um, try and try not to over spiritualize. Like mm. like I mean, we should not shouldn't be completely ignorant to say like nothing is spiritual, right? But in our right. lives, there are times where we might be lazy, and something bad might happen. Like. Oh man, my car broke down. The devil's really coming for me. 
Yeah. Well, when was the last time we got an oil change? Oh, you got to change the oil in your car? Right. What? Right. Like, you know, and right. so like, but I, I don't want to, mm-hmm. so there's like a, I think there's a balance. Yeah, I do um, too. But yeah, it, I think we, we shouldn't over-spiritualize everything, but we also should be, have a lens to know that there's, there's more. Yeah. Right. That's right. It's like not being ignorant of it. But also, like, I think that there's, even if even if your car breaking down feels like a spiritual attack, God has not abandoned you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, like, I think sometimes we slide into that when we feel like all is lost. But it isn't. So usually, we kind of conclude our episodes with a story. Yes. But. We started with one. We started with one. We did. So these cats today. Aaron, I used your word cats. Yes, they're gonna get two stories, but one of them, the, the one we wanted We're to read, shut it down with some scripture. Yeah. Today. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And and it's not technically a narrative, but it's a letter that has a story of of That's other right. people. Absolutely, Ephesians is one of my favorite. I love the way that Paul talks about um, that we're a new creation, that we throw off the old self, that we become part of the the body of believers we all have our roles to to play and we're um we all have purpose in this new kingdom uh as the body in the body of christ we're supposed to be imitating god and loving each other and um even the the whole part in chapter five and six of mutual submission it's just fantastic and then he wraps up the whole this whole conversation in Ephesians 6 uh, and says says this starting in verse 10 it says finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having to put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And, you know... As we're we're talking about opposition, I think that this sums it up really well and says, "Hey, there, there is evil in the world. There is, uh, there are forces that are spiritual that are against us. But in all of that, um, we have to remember that our fight is not our opposition is not each other. That's right. It is not flesh and blood. That's right. And that we take this, this whole." Uh, all of these circumstances of opposition, we take them thoughtfully in prayer and supplication and we take it to God and allow the spirit of God to, um, to lead us and to, that we walk with him in the way that we treat the people around us as fellow images of God. That's good. That's so good. That's really good. 
Well, that's all we got for the episode for you guys. Unless you guys have anything else? Donut. All good? All good. Ooh, I almost said donut. I think Ooh. I might need to go get a donut. That Same. is a must. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need a donut. But from the Other Kingdom podcast, we'll walk with you for a while, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Other Kingdom podcast brought to you by North Point College. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to any resources mentioned in the conversation and subscribe or follow the show from your favorite podcast platform.